Welcome to Taking Note, Conversations with Evernote. This is Season 2, Episode 7, and I'm your host, Forrest Bryant. Have you taken a look at Evernote.com lately, or the Evernote app? If so, you may have noticed that things look a little different than they have in the past. The elephant is still there, and the color green, but those elements, along with others, have changed in subtle ways. That's because a team here at Evernote has spent the past several months assessing, refining, and refreshing the Evernote brand. Now, that may not sound like a very big deal, but it really is, because a company's brand is more than the name or logo that goes on its products. In modern business, a brand is a distillation of a company's essence, its reasons for being, its purpose, its attitude, and point of view. So what does it mean when this company, Evernote, refreshes our brand? To explain, I invited the masterminds of this effort to join me on a special episode of Taking Note. Francie Strong is Evernote's Vice President of Brand and Communications. John Wojtek is our Executive Creative Director. Together, John and Francie will walk us through what's changed, what hasn't, what it all means, and what other companies can learn from their experience. So Francie and John, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, our pleasure. Thank you for having us for us. So let's start off with some introductions. If you could tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves and your roles here at Evernote and what drew you to this place. I'm Jonathan Wojtek. I'm the executive creative director here at Evernote. Uh, I have been here roughly about seven months and some change. My background is working in many creative departments in many different agencies over the past 20 years Per Nodell, McCann, RGA, Publicist, just to name a few. I have been an Evernote user since about 2009, so that was a big draw for me. Um, Francie and I have worked together both as peers at agencies and in agency client relationships in the past. So when she told me she was looking for a an executive creative director, uh, I was very intrigued. I love the the product. The opportunity to do a refresh of the brand is is a huge one, especially for a brand that does have some what I would call I- iconic brand elements such as Evernote. So I think by saying those things, it pretty much explains my role. Um, I'm Francie Strong, and I run our brand and communications here at Evernote. I started my career on the agency side, but have worked for Microsoft, Skype, Twitter, to name a few, before coming to Evernote. I was really excited about Evernote for a number of reasons. One is I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of amazing brands, and I was really interested in Evernote as a brand. And there's not many times in your career that you get asked to refresh such an iconic brand such as Evernote. So overall, the roles that we have is really about defining that, but also bringing that to life for the company. Now, full disclosure, I am interviewing my boss and my boss's boss at the moment. (laughs) So uh, I hope this doesn't reflect badly on me when I ask this question. But what is a brand exactly anyway? (laughs) I, I need to ask this because I think a lot of people who don't live in this world see a brand as only a logo, but really a brand is a much deeper thing that we interact with on a daily basis all the time, whether we're conscious of it or not. So what is a brand? It is so much more than just the look and feel and and sort of the tone and voice, which is kind of the things that you think of most when you think of brand. And those things are incredibly important to the brand itself, 
But what the brand really is, is really helping define why a company exists, what is really the core beliefs and the DNA that make up a company, and also really providing a bit of a North Star for uh, decisions, right, in terms of making sure something feels right. So if you think about um, companies aren't people and brands are not individuals, but you often talk about brands as if they're people. So you talk about brands in terms of personality, for example. So if you think about what you wear and how you speak and how you present yourself as part of who you are, if you think about a brand in terms of being a person, a lot of those things are what goes into brand. Yeah, I think it's safe to say for for all three of us over the course of our career to see how the idea of a brand and what a brand is has really changed and evolved, especially in the age of social media, where brands are literally able to have conversations with their consumers and customers and prospective customers. It puts a lot more emphasis on how you create the brand's platform, its tone and voice, the things that guide all of the people that work within the brand to make sure that they are represented in a way that you want it to be represented. One last thing I'll say, very early in my career, I worked a lot on the direct marketing uh, side of marketing. And I had a boss at that time that told me that a brand is every interaction that someone has with you. So for a company like Evernote, you need to make sure that everybody from a customer service rep to an engineer to the person that mans the front desk to the marketing folks and the design folks, everyone has a role to play in building the brand. And so the role of the brand team is to make that vision very, very clear so that everybody understands what their role is Hmm. in building that. So let's talk a bit about that vision. Now, Evernote has been around for 10 years, has uh, 225 million users, something like that at this point. We seem to be doing pretty darned well from a brand perspective. So why change it now? When Evernote created the brand Evernote, a lot of the brand was created for very tactical reasons. They created a logo. They created a color scheme and a lot of uh, visual identity so that they could Uh, stand out in the app store so that they could market their app because it was a startup. The company is much more than just a note-taking app today. That's certainly a part of what we are, but the company has grown. We've got a robust community around the world, and we have hundreds of millions of people that are using the product every day. We needed the brand to reflect and encompass all of these things and not just where we started, which was in our core note-taking app. And I think when you talk about how you take the the brand purpose and brand positioning and, and that manifests itself through marketing communications that we do, Evernote had a great brand, and to Francie's point, in terms of like a really strong logo mark, a recognizable word mark, the color green. But beyond that, it really needed a stronger underlying system. A lot of what the brand had relied on historically was beautiful illustrations, many of those done by the hands of one or two designers or artists, Mm -hmm. and that's just not a scalable model. So given that the way people interact with Evernote has grown and evolved and the company has grown and evolved and now we need the brand to grow and evolve to match, where do you even start? It seems like a huge undertaking. So I've been at Evernote almost 18 months. I started last April, and we were a couple months away from our ninth anniversary of uh, being in the App Store um, and launching the, the iOS product. 
And I had the opportunity to meet Stepan Pachikov for the very first time. Mm. And he is uh, the technical founder of Evernote. And in preparing for that anniversary event, I had an opportunity to learn why he invented Evernote and sort of his thoughts. Uh, we had not at that point decided to undertake the brand uh, refresh at that point. But through the process of coming to Evernote and learning about all the different aspects and the nuances of the company and sort of learning what we had, it became very clear to me that the brand that we had was not reflective at all of where the company was headed. So where do we start? We actually looked to Stepan's original vision as a way to be inspired for the way that we could articulate Evernote's future. We started from where it all started, and we began to understand our past and the story and how we've evolved so that we could really understand what we weren't telling and what was really missing. I think going back to the idea that a brand is any interaction a customer has with the product, how people interact with it, the purpose and role it serves in their lives, and what the problems it solves to the point of going back to the original vision of remembering everything. The whole impetus behind that was that we are living in an age where the amount of information we are expected to consume, parse, recall is evolving at a a far greater rate than the human mind allows. Mm -hmm. So that was the intent behind Evernote. So Looking at this idea of information overload, which has only increased, was a way for us to go back through the branding process and try to determine, like, what is our key insight? What is the one thing that we can say that we really help? Is it productivity? Well, not for everybody. Is it organization? For most, maybe. Not for everyone. Is it collaboration? Some people just use Evernote to capture their their deepest, most intimate thoughts or as a journal tool. Where we landed was this idea of focus, right? Focus is what helps you overcome the information overload. Focus is the thing that seems to encapsulate all of those other reasons why people use Evernote. So if we can become a brand about focus, for us, that is a very strong tie back to the whole intent behind Remember Everything. Yes, absolutely. I think that uh, for those folks out there that are looking to refresh their own brand, it was really, really important to do research. We conducted both primary uh, and secondary research to understand how people viewed the current brand because we wanted to understand how valuable is the brand. Do people have positive sentiment about what the brand is already? Are there what kind of associations do they have with the brand, et cetera? Because you don't want to break what's not broken when you're going through something like this, especially when you have such a wonderful core group of users that really love the product and the brand by association. So there was a lot of research that was done to gain a lot of insights. And that's where this idea of information overload and overwhelm really became very prominent. It was the one thing that was in every market that we talked to and across many, many different types of customers. It was something that everybody was feeling. The second thing is when you're developing a brand, 
it's incredibly important to bring lots of people into the tent with you uh, when you're doing that. So uh, we had a code name for the uh, project. We called it Project Phoenix. And then we got really excited because we're a bunch of Harry Potter nerds. Uh, and so we <laughs> most, called – of us. Okay, not Jonathan, but we're working on him on that. But we sort of went a little overboard with uh, Harry Potter references, and we named our internal group the Order of the Phoenix. It was a cross-functional group. It was – Everyone from product and marketing and operations and executives and across every aspect, sales and customer service, across every single group at Evernote, because it was important to get lots of different perspectives. Because like we said before, brand isn't a marketing thing. It's not something that should be developed in a silo. It's something that needs to represent all of us. So we got our customer perspective. We got an external perspective. We got our employee perspective as we were developing this. We worked with an agency called the Design Studio here in San Francisco uh, to help us explore that and develop the visual identity for us. It's quite an undertaking to do something like this, but it's also incredibly rewarding because you get to work with everybody in the company. And so that's been really fun. You found a bunch of things that really do matter quite a bit. We are all too stressed. We are all too distracted. We are all too busy. We have too many things coming in. We can't sort our thoughts out. Never mind trying to communicate with teammates. So this notion of focusing on what matters most is the core of this brand refresh. Let's walk through a bit of what has actually changed and what this means both for the company and for the folks who currently use Evernote. So now this is an audio interview, but let's walk through a bit of what has changed visually. Well, the logo is now millennial pink. So we wanted <laughs> no to be an elephant. We wanted to be bold. It's no longer an elephant. Now, people would stampede, no pun intended, they would riot if the elephant went away. Uh, this may sound corny to people who don't work here, but the elephant really is a beloved icon, and you cannot walk down the street in an Evernote t-shirt without people stopping you and telling you what they think of Evernote, which is usually very good. That was certainly a consideration. But that was definitely, I think, one of the most fun things is exploring the logo and figuring out how far we could push it, and then showing Chris, our CEO, some of the more extreme versions of that and just watching his face. Those are interesting conversations. <laughs> D Design Studio were great partners. From the moment we got through the strategy phase and started exploring the visual ID system, we asked that they make us nervous, that they scare us, that they push it as far as they could go. The first round was probably six or seven directions they did exactly what we asked them to. They they gave us a range from things that were still pretty significant modifications from the existing logo mark all the way through to things that did away with the elephant completely and went totally abstract. After we went through the phase of kind of looking at these potential new marks with supporting systems, there was a lot of things that we liked, uh, but none of them were really kind of where we wanted to be. And I think we had a, a very honest conversation with our partners at Design Studio that we have a really strong asset in the existing logo mark. So how do we modernize it? How do we update it so that it signals change and it gives us sort of a fresher, bolder look without completely moving away from it? And that then sent us into massaging the logo mark to, to, to get it to a place where it had changed enough yet stayed sort of pretty close to its uh, original look, but it was everything from, you know, 
the fold in the ear, what were we going to do with that? We looked at it with, without it. We chose to increase the size. Logo mark has always been gray. Um, we chose to go with sort of a, a more pure, bolder green and make the elephant logo mark actually green. We did things increase the slope in the forehead, soften the eye, rounded out the geometry overall. Uh, so a lot of time and effort was taken to get it exactly the way that we wanted it. And a lot of these changes are subtle. I mean, I'm sure people right now are, are scrambling to go look at a logo, uh, not realizing that the elephant was not green in the first place. People have terrible color memory. And so it's really funny that there was actually a very conscious effort not to make the elephant green when the logo was first designed because elephants are not actually green. That is true. People talk about the green elephant all the time, but I think it actually gets down to our strategy. We talked a little bit about our DNA, and the way that we sort of define the DNA is we we sort of use adjectives, and um, there's a lot of uh, nerdy, brandy debate over adjectives because words matter. But at the same time, uh, a couple of them in particular impacted the word mark and the logo, and this is confident and clear. Hmm. And specifically, the things that changed were the way the word mark, it currently existed. It was a bit of a, a, a lighter green and gray. Now we've changed it to a bolder, more pure green and pure black. And that represents more confidence. It's, it stands out more. It has more of a presence. Um, the green is a pure green. And that kind of – and the pure black, it sort of represents the clarity and the clearness that we want to sort of represent in our brand. And so I think that there's a lot of those aspects that actually represent our strategy really well and ended up sort of in the final product. In addition, we we debated a lot on the word mark on should it be a serif font or a sans serif font. Mm -hmm. These are the type of things that when you're a small child, you never think that this is the type of conversation that I'm going to end up having as an adult. It was a long debate going back and forth because if you look at design trends and a lot of our competitors and other tech companies, their word marks are, are sans serif. And that's a very modern and clean look. And if you sort of went with the clear idea, we very easily could have justified a, a sans serif font. Yeah, I, f I find this sort of thing Absolutely fascinating. People may think fonts are fonts are fonts, but they're not. Fonts are letters. Letters are symbols. They carry meaning uh, beyond just what's actually in the words. And depending on the typeface that's chosen, it conveys a different message. It conveys a different emotional response. It impacts a lot of things. And I think this is also interesting in terms of what you were saying earlier about the process with Design Studio and how you asked them to go as far out as they could before we came back. And that's something we've talked about before on the podcast. Alan Gannett talked uh, quite a bit about this notion of for creative innovation, you have to look beyond the precipice. Uh, you have to look way beyond what you would ever actually do just to see what's possible and then use that to guide you. So in keeping with that notion of looking beyond the edge, what was the weirdest thing that you were presented with that you had to think about, but you decided no was not right. I'm I'm going to self filter here. Uh, there was there was a lot of weird things because that's what we asked for, and they they did a great job of that. There were some that were really abstract, but one that sticks out in my mind was really primary like red and blue color palette with like tattooed bearded dudes that really just looked like a a beer brand. 
Evernote beer would probably do pretty well, actually. I like this idea. This beer can help you focus on what matters I, most. I, I that, that's a tough promise to – Generally, beer just helps you focus on drinking another beer. Yeah. Um, I think that the craziest things that we saw were a couple of things. Uh, I think seeing Evernote without any green and seeing completely different color palettes. And we did see our share of millennial pink. We did. Uh, we absolutely did. Uh, I think that that was jarring because green is is actually a challenging color to work with from a design perspective. And the trend right now in a lot of brands is to go with sort of a rainbow palette of lots of different bright colors. Also, we did a lot of logo explorations and we had a lot of fun with that. One of the ones that I thought was the most jarring was uh, one that was reminiscent actually of the HP logo as it was just like straight lines. Hmm. So it was the taking a perspective of an elephant from the front and only representing it with two short lines and one long line in the middle. It was uh, very abstract mm -hmm. and very strange. Uh, and so what we've come up with here is a subtle evolution, not a complete retooling, not a complete new direction, but something that is perhaps a more focused, if I can use that word, take on the Evernote brand. Beyond this surface level of what you see in terms of the logo and the word mark, what can people who use Evernote today expect from this refocused brand? You know, as I mentioned before, the brand is for more than just marketing. And it's more than just our communications and it's more than just our look and feel. And so one of the things that I have found completely inspiring uh, throughout this process and working with a lot of different employees across Evernote is how they embrace the idea of the brand. Now, I don't know exactly how that will manifest itself over time. But for example, our DNA, I've talked about that a couple of times. Our DNA, we've, we sort of focus on four things, being optimistic, clear, clever, and confident. And as we talked to our product design team and our product managers, they were thrilled to have those filters that they could, as they're making product decisions and they're making product design decisions, it gives them a clear framework to think through how could this interaction be more clear? How can we have more confidence or can we be clever in the way that we present a solution? And so brand is one of those things that it kind of never ends. It's always evolving and it's always changing. And what we've solidified is the vision. How it actually manifests itself and how it comes to life is something that we all are part of, that our customers are part of, that our community is part of. And that's the exciting part. Yeah, because what it all comes down to is what are the real world problems that people have in their lives and their work and where can we fit into being a solution? And then having that filter down through everything. So from, as you say, from product decisions to the way we talk to uh, customers to the way our customer support interacts with customers, it, this refinement, this clarity of what this company is about filters down through all of those things. What we've done that I think will not be necessarily apparent on day one, but will become apparent over time, is that we've helped to solidify our point of view. And I, I think we've also created a system around that point of view that has some stopping power. 
So to the point of going with something that is a bit bolder than where we've been, that was a very conscious decision. We do not do a ton of marketing and advertising. So when we do have those opportunities, we need to have something that makes people stop and take a second look. So what lessons do you think people at other companies can take from your experience? I would say if you're a startup, start thinking about your brand from day one. Um, And it doesn't have to be really complex and really academic. But write down why you exist and how you want to be perceived in the world. Put that someplace and just be clear about what that is. Before you get, things get too crazy, you know, you don't have a chance to, to do that. It's really important because that's sort of the basis of your brand. And then thinking about uh, getting some basic guidelines and some basic identity in place. Because, again, as you grow, especially as you grow in uh, dispersed markets, et cetera, it becomes incredibly difficult Uh, to do great creative and get your message out there unless you have a really solid foundation. So it's really important to think about it early, Um, which I know is really hard if you're small and you're thinking about just day-to-day trying to get the product out there. But brand is just as important um, to helping you sort of move forward. If you're an established brand or established company, I think um, stepping back and really getting lots of perspectives. The worst thing you can do is develop a brand in a silo and also think about it as only a creative exercise. You need to talk to your customers. You need to talk to people that love your brand and people that don't love it. You need to talk to employees and you need to bring everyone in the tent because that's how you'll be successful ultimately. And and I would balance that by saying when you approach the creative exercise part of it, you still have to be true to yourself. If you begin to try to please everybody, you're going to end up in a place where you're going to lose your internal audience. I think where we ended up from a copy, design, motion, photography, all of the kit of parts, it, it was a graceful evolution. It was not a rip and replace. It wasn't um, we need to signal change by doing everything completely differently. We did try to stay very true to who we've been for the last 10 years. If you're asking advice for other brands, if you go too far away from that, it's going to seem desperate. And we didn't need to do that. So if people want to learn more about this, well, one thing they can do is just go to the Evernote.com website, to Evernote.com. We also have uh, an article on our Medium channel where the two of you go into uh, sort of a deep dive about some of the specific decisions that were made and why. And you can see pictures there. And you can see pictures of it there, which you cannot do on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, And also there's a a letter from our CEO, Chris O'Neill, on the Evernote blog. One more thing. So focusing on what matters most is what Evernote is all about. What matters most to you personally? Um, Okay. So for me, it is remembering what's important in my life. I have two daughters and a husband that I love very much. And I think it's constantly remembering that they are the ones that are the most important thing. And even though other things can be louder and more distracting and seem urgent in the time, is to constantly remember that those those folks, my, my friends and my family, are the ones that matter the most. Uh, I would agree. Family is, is certainly the thing that matters most to me and 
making the most of the time I have with them is about being present, is about when we talk about something that deals with information overload, it's about dealing with it so that you can spend time away from technology, not live your entire life on technology. And that we, we live in an amazing place, the Bay Area. It, it allows me time to enjoy that with my son, my wife, my dog. So I agree with all of that. John Wojtek, Francie Strong, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. This has been a treat. Thank, thank you, you. Francie Strong is Evernote's Vice President of Brand and Communications. John Wojtek is Evernote's Executive Creative Director. You've been listening to Taking Note, produced by Evernote, the place to organize your work, declutter your life, and focus on what matters most. Get started for free at Evernote.com. Download the Evernote app on your iOS or Android device, or look for us in the Windows Store or the Apple App Store. For more tips and stories from the Evernote team, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Medium. I'm your host, Forrest Bryant. Our producer is Stacy Bailey. Thanks to Francie and John for joining me in this episode. And special thanks to Cassie Shane, Amanda Downey, and Josh Kidwell for helping to make this episode possible. And as always, thank you for listening. Until next time, keep taking note.